Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 323. Today is Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. It still feels like I, I'm still in the summer months, even though I'm loving the fall. Uh, it doesn't feel like it should be October yet, even though I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. You guys know I'm big on the fall, uh, fall and Christmas. So, um, but very excited about today's episode. It's going to be a great topic. We're talking about fasting, everybody. Um, it's going to be great, great time, great time. And then also make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff as well. So, um, all right, we're going to jump right on it. Oh, wait, I see an announcement. Thank you, Illumination. This weekend, this Saturday, which is, I don't have my calendar open, uh, the 21st, October 21st, we are releasing our next installment of our teaching series in podcast form. As you guys know, we've been re- releasing, re-releasing, I guess, but converting all of our teaching series into podcast forms, and we release them all at once on our podcast platforms. So our next one is about understanding your dreams with Cindy McGill. And it was absolutely amazing, you guys. Great. I mean, as you guys know, Cindy does a lot of dream interpretation, a lot of outreaches into porn conventions, Burning Man, all kinds of stuff um, where she interprets people's dreams. Um, And uh, so she has a lot of insight. And what was amazing about this series is the final episode we took everything we learned, everything she taught us, and we actually did live dream interpretation. Uh, and it was amazing to see people's countenance li- uh, change. Uh, some people were really heavy uh, when they were communicating a dream. And she's like, oh, this is actually what this dream means. And giving a God interpretation to that dream and seeing it completely shift the way they looked at the stream. They're like, whoa, yeah, you're right. Oh, my goodness. This so resonates with me. So really, really great especially if you guys are interested in dreams, interpreting dreams, um, maybe even understanding a dream you had or interpreting a friend's dream or anybody's dream. Um, Great, great series. That's going to be dropping this upcoming Saturday, October 21st. All right, here we go. My guest today, for those who don't know, he's an evangelist and he's also the host of the Farewell to the Surface podcast. Let's give it up for our guest today, Joshua Zatkoff. Welcome back, man. Hey, how you doing? Good, good, good. Mr. Mushroom Coffee. Josh is drinking, <laughs> drinking mushroom. What it, you can even call it coffee. It's like juice, mushroom juice. Well, there was one that actually was called Mushroom Coffee. And then I got another one. It's just called like energy mushroom drink. Kind of, okay. I don't remember what it's called, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right on, man. Yeah, I've always been curious. I was asking him like, does it taste like mushrooms? And you're like, well, this one's like a vanilla chai one. So no. Yeah. Yeah, this one doesn't taste like it tastes pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Awesome. Uh all right, man. Well, we're going to be talking about fasting and how this kind of came to be was after our last show, we were talking backstage and we got into the subject of fasting and you're like, "Oh man, you're like that's that is like one of the, my big passions is is fasting, this topic of fasting." And I was like, "Well, dude, let's do it." So, um the day has finally come. I'm excited. Uh so I don't know where you want to start. I guess like when was the first time you fasted? What was that experience like? 
Um, so actually, before I start, real quick, this is just something, I and it's it's one of those random things I just felt led to to kind of do before we begin. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things that I, I was you know I've spoken about before is um, you know how it's like we can't give God anything. Everything that that we give to God is only an offering, and so the mm-hmm. only thing that we can give is an offering. And so um, I was you know I've been captivated by the the reality of God giving us every breath. And so, you know, it's like you think at times, how can how can I glorify God in this moment? Like, how can I, I give him glory and, and be mindful of this him in this moment? And so there's a little practice that I do that I, I kind of wanted to open up with. And it's really just um, taking a deep breath in. I was going to do it three times. You take a okay. deep breath in. Yeah. And you're acknowledging God's giving you that breath. And then with all of that breath out, you say hallelujah. And so it is like everything you have just given me, I'm now giving back to you. You know, you get what I'm saying? So I'm yeah. going to just start. You, you feel free to do it yeah, with I'm me or just with, just with yeah. me. But all right. So. Hallelujah. 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 That's 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 it. That's it. Just give me uh you know, all of us focus on, on Jesus and, and good, get us fixed that ground in place. And so you asked what was the first time that I had fasted or how did it come back? Is that what, what mm-hmm. you said, right? Yeah. Or how did I get into it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um so when I was when I got saved, I think it was probably a week or two after I got baptized with the Holy Spirit, I was in the jail and all of a sudden it just started getting put on my heart. Like I just started, I kept hearing like 10 day, 10 day fast and they fast. and there was somebody that did like a seven day water fast. And I remember I was shocked. I was like, dude, how is he alive? You know, yeah. I was so, I was so new to all of it. And so I remember looking at the guy and I would sit there and I would just stare at him and be like, how's he alive? Like, yeah. like, he must be drinking water or, or he must be eating at night or something. You know what I'm saying? And so I remember I went up to him one day. I said, dude, he, it was like his fifth day. I was like, how do you feel? He's like terrible. And I was like, well, do you feel closer to God? And he was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, why would I want to do this? You yeah. know? And, uh, and it was probably like a week after that, I just started yeah. hearing like 10 days uh, get, get put on my heart. Of just um, and it was like because we get juice boxes and milk in the morning, and then you know, so it was just I was gonna drink the milk and the juice in the morning, and that was it for the day. And so um, I started doing it, and um, I remember the fourth or fifth day, I was I felt so full of of life, and I remember being like, I'm I'm never gonna eat again. And I think I actually mentioned this story before on here, um, uh-huh. but I, you know, so I remember I felt so amazing, and then you know, I finished the ten days, and afterwards it just felt like something opened for me that was new it it just mm-hmm. felt like i stepped into a new dimension of god it felt Next like level I, it, it definitely yeah one because yeah. it was like a week or two after i got baptized with the holy spirit that changed everything and then after the fast it was like this is even it, it was just hunger more hunger more i mean everything increased and so after that i remember being like wow fasting is is extremely important and not only important but i was like wow this is really powerful and so at that point i began doing um i would fast one day a week and that was kind of how i did it. i think it was every tuesday or every wednesday i would i would fast and then after you know a couple weeks of that i started 
just slowly increasing as far as, and I started doing like, you know, three day water fast and, and, um, and so that's kind of how I, how I got into it. And I just saw the, the benefits of it, um, in, in my life, you know, that's really like kind of how it, it all started for me. Mm. And what's the longest you've ever fasted? I did. I attempted a 40 day. Um, I did like, I did 35 days and yeah. that was, uh, that was, that was, um, that kind of ended. I was kind of upset cause I wanted to finish. It was really pride probably really honestly at like why I didn't finish it. You know, it was like, it was like pride, like, Oh, I wanted to be able to say I did the full 40 days or something. But, um, I, I was working and I had a, a landscaping job at the time. And so I was like, man, I'm gonna die if I go out there trying to dig holes in the <laughs> Yeah. It's like, I was like, faint. I can't do it. So before I started, I ended it. Yeah. 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 So- so have you have you generated any good practices with like because I know some people have like a whole process of how they come down off of a fast so they start with like bone broth and then they'll like incorporate in like some easier to digest foods but then some people are just like ah whatever I'm just gonna crush a candy bar <laughs> so I'm curious yeah, so yeah so that's actually kind of what I want to talk about today is is getting into that is how it's evolved for me and how it's become more special, I guess, is now it's evolved more into, I've been studying the science of fasting. Mm. And so if you break it into spirituality, we obviously fast. Most people are fasting for spiritual reasons, but fasting is a practice that is, I mean, it's broad and it's, it's, um, you got witches fast. You got people that fast for health reasons. I mean, fasting is a, is a probably the most slept on tool and and I, you know I, I hate to say this, but I feel like in Christianity it is the most slept on practice within our our spiritual tool belt. Yeah, you know? I, would, and, I would agree. For sure. Yeah, it's I mean it's extremely slept on, and um, and so for me it's broken into like you got the spiritual side, but then also the health sides and the physical sides, and you cannot separate your your health from your spirituality. It's like if you're if you're taking care of your temple and your temple is in a good place, it will automatically help your spirituality Mm. you know what i mean and so once Mm. i saw once i started getting more into the science it just kind of added on because i was doing it just spiritually and then once i started looking into it physically it made it spiritually even better um and so um as far as like how like little tips and starting and, and stuff like that i would say if you've never fasted before um start small like it's 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 the same thing as working out or any other practice. You don't just like jump into trying to do like, you know, 10 days or, you know, it's like start with just doing like um, intermittent fasting fast until three. That's what I always tell people to do like two days a week where you don't eat till three o'clock, then do like, you know, then do that for a week or two, then then move it up to, you know, six or seven p.m. And, you know, you know, what I mean, and then do like one day water fast. And just slowly just, but it's the, it's the fact that it's a practice. And that's, um, I guess, uh, where I'm, I'm leaning on is that it's a consistent thing. It's like a, it's not something, cause a lot of times within, within the faith, it's like you, you see a lot of people do the Daniel fast in, in December or in, I mean, in January, it's like everyone does a Daniel fast or it's like a thing we just do here and there and it's like a random you know thing and um but when you read the book of acts it's you always will read and they were um fasting and praying and then and they were fasting and praying and you see that um within the book of acts is that they were continuously in this state 
like it was a very normal practice of like their fasting and praying. And, and so we see that it is something that is to be done on a consistent basis or, you know, regularly. And so that's, um, I guess what I would say about, uh, like starting and stuff like that. I know I kind of, I kind of danced around your, your question a little bit, but that's all good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I, I, I would agree with you, Josh, that, I mean, it is something that like I was saying backstage that I think there would be like up until I hit my like mid thirties. Um, I, I didn't really, I didn't really fast. I mean, I think there would be like, there was one time when I fasted like two days or a day and a half. And of course, like the, the first three days, I don't know about you, but it does seem like for me, at least like the first three days are the hardest. And I've heard that from other people where it's like, um, and then you kind of cross over a, a threshold into where it's like, you know, you're kind of in a constant state of, of hungry, but it's easier to kind of shelve that. Yeah. For, yeah. I, I don't know what it's like once you get to like day 20, day 30, but at least in a 10 day fast, that was the case for my wife and myself. But yeah, no, absolutely. And that's kind of, you know, and that's, that's what I tell people is that that is, if you can get the, the first three days are the toughest. Like if you can do three days, you can do 10. If you can, you know I mean? Then it starts getting harder. It's the funny thing about fasting that I love is that it's a consistent, you have days where God kind of exalts you within it. Like he empowers you, he lifts you, you feel, you feel charged up, you feel like filled. And then there's days of severe humbling where you're on the ground, just like crying out for help, just leaning on him. And that's why I love fasting because you, I like feeling weak. I like that sense of, of feeling my humanity, my strength, leaving deteriorating in Psalms. He says, my knees are weak with fasting. I love the feeling. It's the humbling. It's we fast to, you know, really to humble ourselves and to receive what's already being poured out. And so that feeling of, of being weakened and leaning on God for grace and for strength is the most empowering feeling ever. But when you, when you look at like what you were talking about the first two days, um, really what's happening is, is it's just your body's transitioning to, to burning its natural, um, fuel source. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is, is just your body switching into burning from, from, uh, you goes into ketosis first. So then your body switches from burning its carbs. And this is usually around the first like 18 hours you'll go into. And obviously everything I'm about to say is, is based on what type of fast you're doing and, and how heavy you eat prior. Like if you're somebody that's eating, you know, a bunch of carbs, it'll probably take longer, but um, if you eat, you know, it burn it switches from carbs to your, to your fat. And that's the, that's like the first stage. And that's really where people start feeling like fatigued. And that's, you know, that first, second day you'll start feeling may rules like this slothful and, and tired and fatigued. Yeah. That's, you know, what's happening. But once you, once you hit about that, let's just say you're doing like a water fast. Once you hit that second day, um, your body, then it goes into, you know, where it's burning, uh, it's burning fat and it's switching its fuel source. So therefore you'll start getting a lot of your energy back. And, um, that's usually around, you know, if you push through that third day is kind of when you're really, you'll start, you'll hit a flow state where you're like yeah, flowing in it. Yeah. And I think too, even for those who are like, man, I always like when I do a fast, I always get super lightheaded and dizzy. And then I can't, and I'm like, a lot of the times that is a result of your body's lack of electrolytes. And so a good trick mm-hmm. uh, and uh, is to actually take an eight, eight ounce glass of water and take about, I don't know, like an eighth of a teaspoon of like Himalayan pink salt, mix that in 
and just do just chug it mm. and you all of a sudden you'll be like oh man i actually feel pretty good again you know so yeah. giving your body that electrolytes that it needs uh, yeah. but let, let's actually go back i guess to the topic of fasting why josh why is it important as believers to fast so okay so why i would say it's important is that god uh, it says that god um opposes the proud he exalts the humble to me, fasting is the quickest and easiest way, the most practical way to humble ourselves. This whole walk is humility. It's staying in a, in a humble place, aware of God. You know what I mean? The way that you judge how close you are to God is by your awareness. How aware of God are you at any given moment is how I, you know, is how I would say that we, we could say how close we are to God. And, and the way, the way I say that is that, all right. So if you you fast, it, it humbles yourself. And so when we humble ourselves, it's like you have to it, it kills your flesh. Whenever you crucify your flesh, it kills the lust of the flesh. As you begin to hold your flesh down, your spirit naturally is going to rise up. When you begin to cut off your, your flesh and feeding your flesh, your spirit man will start to rise up. And therefore, you put yourself in a place where you begin to get more aware of God. You begin to get in a place where you're um, more receptive and, and sensitive um, to whatever it is that he's he's saying or he's doing. If you look at, and this is just one Bible, you know, um, scripture that I'm gonna bring up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give this as the example. In Ezra eight, it says that uh, he led a fast, and he said, I, "I called for a fast, and I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava, that we might humble ourselves before God to seek Him for from a safe journey for ourselves, for our children, and for all our goods." If you look at the word ahava, the root word there is ahav, and it means to love, or it's a, it's a, a verb of pursuit of connection. Mm -hmm. And so we see that the the fast in Ezra, it didn't it didn't start at the river of I call it the river of love. It, it's an actual river called ahava, but it's the river of love that he proclaimed a fast there. But the fast didn't start at the river of love. The fast started down the stream. He said he led them to the stream that leads to the river of love. And so the first thing that we see that he does is he takes them to a place for three days where they begin this, this fast of, of humbling themselves. We see them get to a place where they're grounded. It's a, they, they get to a place of rest. And so the first thing that the fast does is it, is it humbles you. Once you get into the, the um, so it, it doesn't start at love, but it leads to love. Mm -hmm. So you humble yourself. And then the next thing that he says is he says he didn't see any sons of Levites there. And so then if you go up to um, verse 16, he says, then I, then I sent for Eliezer, Ariel, Shemaiah, um, these guys, right? I'm, I'm, it's like five, six names. But he says, who are men of insight? So the next step of, of your fast is you gain sight. Hmm. You humble yourself. You ground yourself. You come to God, and that is the first like point of the fast. That's why we fast to humble ourselves. That's the, that's the main thing. There's other reasons, but that's the first one I'm gonna mention. So you you humble yourself, and then you begin to enter into a place where you begin to see. He then sent men of insight. So then you start to see God. You start to see uh, your life. You start to see the realities of the spiritual world. The, you, you start to see clear, and then it says that he sent men of discretion in verse 17. He says, the temple servants of the place of, of Caiaphia, namely to send us ministers for the house of God and brought us men of discretion. And so the next thing is that you, you get discretion, you have knowledge, you have an understanding. So you see clear, then you get discretion, knowledge, and understanding. 
and that they that all happened before they even went to God. So then it mm-hmm. says, so we fasted and then we implored um, God and he listened to our entreaty. Huh. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And so the whole the whole aspect of fasting for me is just to position yourself and so that your flesh takes the back seat. Yeah. I mean, that's that is why I fast. It's not a work to me. I'm not ever trying to get anything from God. I'm never trying to like I believe in fasting. Like we see the Esther fast. You fast, you know, for God to move. You all of that is cool. Fast for God to move in a situation, fast, you know, for, for freedom, fast for whatever. But ultimately, the practice of fasting that we see in the book of Acts is done um, as to, to remain in a state where you are at your, your I guess, where your vessel is, is taken care of. That's really how I see it. It's like mm-hmm. you, you stay in a place where your vessel is, your flesh is, is yeah. crucified and your spirit is the one that's kind of leading the, you know, leading the show more than so your flesh isn't entangled as much Hmm. so that's that's be the just like one reason the main reason why we fast Hmm. and would would you say that it's predominantly i mean fasting across the board is predominantly to it almost seems like it's it's to posture even if you're doing the esther fast okay but it's to posture yourself in a way to better hear god and in turn, better know how to pray. I mean, would you say that is a good interpretation of it too? I mean, obviously, yeah, like you're saying, humbling yourself. Uh, but I mean, I guess even even if you were praying for God to move on something, I, I mean, I can just speak from personal experience. When I have fasted for a prolonged period of time, my ability to hear God is greatly increased yeah, to the point yeah. where it's like, Things that were confusing or murky are now clear. Um, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying, though. That's But that was part of the humbling is yeah. that, just like I said, the next thing you humble yourself by doing the fast to begin with is a, is a portion of humbling, of, of recognizing, needing. And then it's like, but then you started to see. You start, yeah. you, you start to get that vision. Your soul, what starts to happen is your soul starts to get... Um, it, it start, so in Proverbs 20, 27, it says, the, the, the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. So all that's happening is when you fast, you're just becoming more aware of what's already there. Mm-hmm. All the chaos in your soul is beginning to get, the candle of your spirit is starting to boom, look at that. And you start to navigate your soul more easier. And because your spirit is, is, is elevated and your flesh is more crucified, now all of a sudden you're knowing what's the problem here. Now all of a sudden you're knowing how to pray more clear. Now you're more aware of God. Now you're you're more sensible to what the Holy Spirit is saying. So your prayers are starting to cruise more. You, it just everything slows down. Every you, and that's I mean it's like everything in your soul begins to take its proper place, and so that's all part of the the humbling. You know, mm-hmm. it's like um, my my prayers a lot of times will get more silent. I'll start to listen a lot more in my prayers versus, you know, shooting off the tongues or, or, you know, what, like you start to be more still and know he's God and it, and it takes on a whole new life. Yeah. I, I'm curious, Josh, cause I've noticed a consistency with me uh, when I've fasted, but I, I've talked to other people who fast and they're like, oh yeah, revelation for me always comes on like the last day of my fast or, you know, there's a lot of other things. Are there consistencies with you that you've noticed you personally in your relationship with the Lord 
that are consistent every single time you fast? Is there a, I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but I'm just curious. Yeah, absolutely. And so there was a season like two years ago, a year or two, you know, like two years ago where I had to kind of stop fasting. And the reason why is because it became idle to me. And I was having more faith in fasting than God at points because, and I didn't, and you know, obviously he had to reveal this to me. And the reason why is because every angelic encounter I've had, every supernatural, like raw presence of God moment I had where I like, you know, was in the glory and tremble, like all the most powerful encounters I had came during a fast or directly after a fast. Some of the greatest miracles I've seen during a fast or directly after a fast. And I started to look and I was like, dude, like all the most amazing moments of my walk yeah. were during a fast. Uh-huh. And so that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, and so for me, it was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, I'm going on a three day fast that, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, that became Thinking the answer. more about your own ability. Yeah. 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 And so now he, he kind of had to sit me down and I couldn't fast for a while. And so now <laughs> it's more time of, out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now it's more of like, I just understand the mechanics of a fast. Yeah. But I know it, it It all comes from him. It's all by the spirit. It's not, you know what I mean? I just understand now the, I put fasting in its proper place, you know, mm. but absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can pinpoint that during fast or some of the most spiritual times in my life that I've, I've had. And, and I like, you know, I think there's a lot of reasons for that, but it also goes to show that, you know, we, we see in the book of Acts, it says they were fasting and praying before they, they um, decided who the deacons were going to be and drew straws. We see they were praying and fasting before Peter got the, you know, the, the prayer thing came down, the, the, um, that he could eat meat. Yeah. Uh, we see the that they were praying. Prayer, yeah. yeah. That, you know, so, yeah. Um, they were praying and fasting before they sent out uh, certain apostles. I forget exactly, but we see that before decisions were made, important decisions, we see they fasted. We see before, extreme revelation came there was fasting we see before power came there was fasting and waiting and so we just see that there it's connected and tied to so many different things throughout scripture that um and we see moses had a fast for the tablets um jesus had a fast to be initiated into his his ministry um so we see it as an initiator we see i mean there's so many things that it's tied to where fasting is a part of those things Hmm. And, um, you know, and I want to be careful. I'm not trying to condemn anybody and I'm not trying to put works on anybody that hmm. I want to make that clear. But it's just I think it's just a very blank statement of fasting is meant to be a part of our, our life. Um, and, and I think that it really is the game changer for a lot of people. Um, I know I had, you know, I have, a, I have a good friend of mine and he kind of he I guess he got convicted to talk to me about it because he was like, it doesn't command it anywhere in the Bible. It's not, a, you know, it's, a, it's not a thing. So, he, you know, and I said, bro, don't fast, do fast. What, you know, but, um, you know, I told him, I said, the Bible says when we fast, you know, it's it's assumed. And, and so after, you know, I kind of talked to him a little bit, I think he saw it more. And so I think now he, you know, he he's tried to, put, you know, he he's like, you know, I did notice it is definitely something more. And so, mm. yeah, I think, you know. Yeah. And I think for me too, what I noticed, cause I was curious, you know, about the whole, like cons- things that are like consistent every sometime you fast, like for me, dude, I get like hardcore, just immersed in the word. Like that's mm. the thing that I just like feel this, like just this like vacuum pull into it where I'm like, this is yeah. where I need to be. This is where things are <laughs> happening, man. Yeah. You know what I'm like? 
concordances like all this just like <laughs> dude, i got like mountains of books my wife always says it's funny like you know yeah. like always in his study time you know like i'm just like immersed in like all these books and uh, it's all the bible like different translations of the bible and stuff like that some journals yeah. and stuff so yeah no, um true. man i i mean like this is i mean do you do, i mean would you just say that it's one of the reasons why one of the main reasons why this isn't really talked about specifically even in the Western church is because it's uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I think because we love to the idea of Jesus, it's finished. Jesus paid the price. I don't have to do anything. We love that. We love that idea mm-hmm. of, you know, well, I don't have to do these works. Um, and I think because it's hard, I mean, just plain and simple, it's, it's hard. And so, it's not an easy thing to do. And um, again, it's a practice. It gets, it gets easier. I think as you begin to, God gives you grace for it. It is a grace thing. Just like illumination was saying with the, you know, with the coffee, it's, it's, there's grace there because God wants you to, you know, he's on it. So there's a grace to where you can, it's, you're not doing it on your own. Um, And so, you know, I think that's why it's kind of, it's not, you know, cause it's hard and because we, we feel like, well, we don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. So, you know, no one wants to do the hard thing if they don't have to. Is kind of how I see it. Yeah. And I think because we're unaware of the power in it. That's truthfully why. I mean, if you look at um, like people that smoke meth, right? I, I don't know if you if you know anybody that smokes meth or have known anybody. But uh, yeah, I've known a couple. Yeah. And so meth with with meth users, it's really common that they are very they have very demonic um realities as far as like it's very dark stuff right and the thing that's interesting about meth is it keeps people awake and they don't eat so what happens is it's like a demonic fast where these people they're not eating and they're not sleeping and so they're consuming this meth and then next thing you know they're hearing demons they're seeing demons Hmm. they're feeling you know what i'm saying it's because when you're a vessel so when you fast and you you rid yourself of the of of uh, you crucify your flesh, you rid yourself of the flesh, you put yourself in a position to where now your spirit is able to receive from spirit, and whatever you yeah. get from the spiritual realm is going to increase in your in your body. It's going to increase in you. So when obviously you're you're fasting unto Satan, or you know you don't know it, may, they don't know it, but when you're fasting in sin, basically, and and by doing that you're you're making your body and your yourself more available to that that's why witches you know so i think that's why we don't understand the power behind it i mean what you basically it it puts your yourself your vessel in a position where you can be just more you can be i don't want to say used by god more god can use a donkey you know it, but you put yourself in a position where it's easier to walk with God. I'll just put it like yeah. that, I guess. It's, yeah, it sure. just makes it easier to be aligned with them. Yeah. So Stephanie actually makes a really interesting comment, and I think it's worth addressing. Uh, it's a, she said, I think I fast wrong. The few times I've done it, I didn't notice much of a change. And I don't know if you hmm. can speak to that, Josh. Yeah, I think um, one of the issues that that could be at play because we've all done it. And and this, it goes for prayer and it goes for a lot of things. When you do things to get anything, or if it's like, if you pray and then you look at your life, like, Oh, it didn't change or did change or, you know, like when you do things and you just want to see a result, do it and then see a result. uh, I think that kind of takes away from, from it. And so when I, when I don't know what kind of, you know, 
I don't know what kind of change you're looking for or what exactly you're looking to get out of it. But I think if you just stay consistent at doing it, you will start to notice the, the difference. I don't know what kind of fast you did or anything like that too. And, and, and I, and I want to be, and this is why I want to be careful, but I also want to be real where, uh, well, okay. So there's grace. Like you have to fast and see what kind of fast does God want me to do? That's one thing I would say, like you have to be led by grace. So it's like, when, what kind of fast does God want me to do? Because I could do a three day water fast. Um, illumination could do a five day water fast. And Jeff, you could do, uh, you know, a one day, um, dry fast and we could all get the same results. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's based on what is God wanting you to do. And then the consistency of, I'm not like, I could tell you that I, you know, the last 20 fasts I did maybe. I don't see anything from them. I just have adopted it as this is the life I signed up for. Yeah. This is, you know what I mean? Yeah, and great. so I would say to Stephanie, you know, just, just keep at it. And I promise you, you over time, you will see, and I, you'll see, you'll start to see the change and, and the power that you're getting over whatever it is. And, you know, I don't know the reasons um, if you're fasting for a specific reason, but also the last thing I'll say, and without putting a work on it or try, wanting to, some of these things that I've, I know I've had to wrestle with and some of the things that I've had to put to death or, or battle with, they didn't go by like, I didn't eat till three o'clock, like the, the six to six fastings and stuff like that. They didn't go by that. It was like a seven day water fast. Like they say that, um, the, I forget what it's called. I don't, I don't I've heard it in church like once or twice, the, the three, but a three day water fast or three day dry fast, I promise you will completely change something like you those those fasts uh a three-day water fast or three-day dry fast will completely shift and i'm gonna and i'm gonna show you right now in hosea 6 in verse 1 uh, i'm sorry um in actually 1 and 2 it says come let us return to the lord for he has torn us that he may heal us he has struck us down he will bind us up but look it says after two days he will revive us on the third day he will raise us up that we may live before him and God gave me this during a fast because it was like mm. the, I was doing, uh, I don't know what, whatever fast it was, but it was the second day. And I remember that night I felt like my head was going to explode. I felt like I was like, I could not, I can't do it anymore. Right. And the second night for me is usually the, the toughest part of a, like a dry fast or a water fast. And because a lot of toxins, a lot of things are getting pulled out of your body, whatever, and you can get a headache. Right. And, and you had mentioned the electrolytes and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but I remember reading this. God, God led me to this scripture, and I read it, and it was like, man, that's uh, that's it. Like it was, it's the third day. Like you get empowered again. So, and I hope, I hope that answered her, her question a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I think too. I mean, Stephanie. I mean, to, to I guess to your credit, I've you know the other times when I had fasted, I. I just found that I was more irritated, <laughs> like, you know, like, like a, a day and a half or two days or however long it was, um, you know, where I just felt like I was more irritated. I didn't feel like anything was produced out of it. And I think that was, that also can be a deterrent from us even wanting, if we're just looking at like, oh, I feel like going on a fast or I want to go on a fast, um, that can be a big deterrent to, to, to that desire. Um, and that's why it's important. I think for me too, just like looking at my own life with the Lord and, and obviously there's always room to grow in this, but going like, God, what do you want? Like, 
in, in allowing myself to be led by that rather than like in, in taking all of my my desire to do something or not do something and laying mm -hmm. that on the table um right. you know and like that was even like the first time that i fell out you know or still got slain in the spirit i got you know fell out in the glory i thought it was fake i thought the whole thing was fake <laughs> and yeah. um and then i you know like i i've shared this story on here before but i basically just postured myself before the lord and was like god you know how i feel about this yeah but if this is an area that you want to connect with me in, that's what I want. I want to yeah. connect with you. So if, you know, offending my flesh is the way that you want to do it, then let's go for it. And then I did, you know, um, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's real. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And so I think, you know, with fasting, it's very much a similar posture. I think for me, at least mm -hmm. that was, that was really just like, you know, I, and I would, I would even say when, we, when Lauren and I went on a 10 day fast, I wasn't, I wasn't like, dude, let's go. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, here we go, Lord. You know, yeah. Um, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, Jillian asks a great question as well. She says, Is Josh willing to talk about those times when, when we're super busy but led to fast, when we don't have a lot of time to study? Do different things happen in the spirit when we do different kinds of fasts? Yeah. Um, so when you're busy but led to fast, it's one of those things where it's like it's called a sacrifice for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I don't want to be blunt, but like it's a sacrifice. And and sacrifices are never easy, no matter what that looks like. And so there's times that I've been busy but led to fast, and it makes the fast like more difficult. But I've also it's interesting because you said you don't have a lot of time to study. You know, when we look at fast, it's not just you're just not eating. It's really meant to like you're not eating so that you can spend more time with God, so that you can, you know, swap places with those times and give it unto God and give him more of your yourself, more of your time. So there's been times that I've fasted and um but I was busy all day. And I remember I was like, um, you know, be like the first or second day. And I'd be like, I haven't even really got to like pray or read my Bible that much. To, you know, like I, I remember I had, I was fasting with a friend one time. I texted him like the second night and I said, dude, I haven't even, I've been so busy the last two days. I haven't even really got to study my Bible. I've, you know, I read like a chapter, you know, and, and I was like, dude, I'm pulling the plug. I'm quitting the fast because I felt, and this is just, you know, my personal conviction. I'm not saying, you know, cause there's times where it's been like that and then you push through and, right. and, and God will still use it. And so, um, I think if you're feeling led, I mean, that's really the key. If you feel like God is, is on it, do your best do, to do it, you know, and follow through and he will reward you if you're, if he's the one leading you. Um, and then when you do different ones, do different things happen. I don't know that, I would say on a, on a, on a scientific level, absolutely. Like if you, if you compare a dry fast to a water fast, and this is something I'm, I'm reading about a lot right now, actually. Um, but what's interesting is that during a water fast, when you're fasting, you're, um, and the third days when your body's like in, in autophagy, your cells start, um, eating all the, all the dead parts of your cells start getting destroyed and your body will essentially start to remove all the, the damaged part of your cells and and restore the like they'll they'll take like the damaged part and the healed part and they'll remove like separate them and these they'll bring them to like the lysosomes will do this and all this hmm. you know the and so but what's interesting is that with water your body has to flush out the toxins and and with but when you do a dry fast since your body isn't consuming water your um it it's called uh, endo um it, it so your body will basically 
your cells will create their own form of water. It's a more pure form of water. And the the cells, all the dead things will basically incinerate. Like they will just combust within themselves. And dis- so everything that's dead is just like burning up basically within mm-hmm. themselves versus being flushed. And because your your body is not taking in water, instead of your skin secreting thing toxins, your skin actually will absorb the the energies around. This isn't sound crazy, but and it's it's true. If you go like uh, there was a time I remember the first time I did a dry fast, and uh, it was like the second night, and I was washing my hands, and I legit started it. I didn't even put my hand, or actually, I was brushing my teeth, and when I would get near the water, I would feel water coming towards my hand. It sounds crazy. Like when I would wow. get close to water. You could it was it felt like my body was trying to suck the water in. It felt insane, mm-hmm. right? And when I read this and found out it's because your body starts to absorb or from around it, I was like, oh my gosh, that's why I, I but you, you when you fast, your senses get so keen, like your smell, everything gets so precise, you start to notice little things like that. And so I don't know about in the spirit that different things happen on, on a on a scientific on a physical level of course diff- different things happen help elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible visit elijahfire.com slash give and become a partner today um yeah um but on a, a, a spiritual level i would say that i would say that there are things and this is this is my opinion there are mm-hmm. things that you will accomplish, like there, like longer fasts. There are things that you accomplish on those fasts that I don't think you can accomplish on, like you know, uh, just like a three day fast or just a you know six mm-hmm. to six type of fast. I think that there are certain things that I've seen breakthrough in my life that I wasn't going to get from just um, you know doing like a couple of days. And then for me, it's food. You know, I know uh, that was one of the questions was like food versus other things. And I mean, the Bible only talks about food, you know, it's like, there's not, there's not other, they, they didn't have TVs obviously, back then. <laughs> yeah. but it's like, you know, um, the shit, like the shows or the phone or the social media, I like to incorporate those things into my fast, but I've never done personally, like, I'm just not going to uh, watch TV this month or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, I mean, and you obviously have a lot more experience than me, but I've never, I've never gotten a whole lot out of doing fasts from other things. I mean, that's not true, but I don't look at them the same way. Like for me, it's like, I'm just gonna, I'm not going to watch TV right now. Uh, you know, or I'm not going to go on social media right now, or I'm not going to play video games or not going to, whatever it could be, you know, um, it's beneficial and it helps me focus more, but I view f- fat food as fasting, fasting, you know, right. like, like if I'm yeah. going to like, if I say I'm fasting, that's what I view. Cause that's, that's what the Bible describes as well. Um, but not to say that like those other things aren't good. Uh, but I would, right. I would agree with you, Josh. I, I think that's typically what I do because the whole point of a fast for me is I, all the times that I've done one, I've never been like, okay, God, I'm going to, well, there was one time, but anyways, I'm not like trying to bend God's arm to right. like my desire or anything. All I'm like, I just want to hear you more clearly. I just want to, and like you're saying, humble myself, suppress the flesh um, so that my spirit man could come forward. Um, so because of that, having less distractions is actually going to help 
because exactly. I find I'm even more sensitive to like things that, you know, you know, if there's like a trailer or something that has gnarly stuff in it, I'm more sensitive to that stuff. Um, right. you know, whether it's violence or whatever it is. Um, so to have less of that around you as you're, you're posturing yourself in humility before the Lord, probably a wise thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they definitely, um, will help with the distraction. So I think God can use them, but there's just something power. It's a, it's a, it's a spiritual mystery of just when you when you put the flesh to, to death like that in that way and deny yourself your body's most basic and most natural desire. It just it, it, it does something. Yeah. Well, Josh, maybe you could talk a little bit about a different types of fasting, because, you know, you mentioned a dry fast, a water fast, Daniel fast. And some of these things might be new concepts to some people. Right. Um. So you got typically you have they actually call it the. I think they called it the black fast actually back in, back in the day, the early church and stuff, they'd call it the black fast. Um, and basically you have the the fast of like, like Lent, for example, where you just give up, um, you know, meat or, and typically I think a lot of the common fast within, you know, um, maybe, maybe um, church, it would be like, uh, or Lent, let's just use Lent as an example. Um, they would do um, no, no dairy, no meat. So you have the Daniel fast, which is what I would call it. It's basically the Daniel fast, which is, you know, where Daniel ate nothing desirable. So he basically ate, you know, seeds, raw veggies. So you're eating raw veggies, you're eating fruit, you know, and um, basically you're not eating anything that's like, oh, that looks, you know, like just very basic things. You're eating the most Mm -hmm. basic stuff to just to, to live. Right. That's the Daniel fast. Um, then you would have uh, a, like a juice fast where you're just um, drinking juices, maybe smoothies. Um, you're not eating. And then you can you, you have like a water fast where you're just drinking water. And then a dry fast is, is just not, no, no food, no water. Um, those would be the, the different types of uh, fasting. And then obviously you have like you can do the, um, you know, like a typical like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. where you just intermittent fasting where you you don't eat, uh, just drink water from a certain time and then you eat one like light meal at the end of the day or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then with a dry fast specifically, obviously people can look more into that if they are curious, but how, how long would you recommend people do that? <laughs> Cause that's hardcore. Um, so it's pretty crazy. Uh, so there, this doctor that I study, it's, it's really, it's interesting as fasting is not something that's really broadly studied in America. So that I, I read this Russian doctor, I read a lot of his stuff and he has some crazy testimonies. Um, he was doing trials with people for like seven to 11 day dry fast. Um, but the, the longest I think ever recorded was, I want to say 18 or 19 days, like the longest recorded dry fast, but they say don't anything longer than five days. They recommend you, you do it with a hospital or with like a, a, doctor supervision and that's why i read this i got this guy's book and that's why i read it because he's like i want this for people that want to do this without going to a hospital so i can guide them but um Uh but it gets dangerous after i would say like after like two or three days just you have to know your body you have to you know what i mean i'm not trying to get people to go out here and just try to start doing dry fat you know be but as you get in tune with your body with with obviously what god's lead um but yeah i mean you Dry, dry fat. The one thing that's interesting is they did studies where they show they proved that basically dry fasting because people think it's so dangerous, and they proved that it wasn't. It's not dangerous. It's actually extremely like it's very healthy for you. Um, mm. And yeah, so, well, and even just to your um, 
you know, what you said kind of at the top of the show is like about how, uh, you know, fasting for health benefits and things like that. And, and I would say just being conscious of your health period is important Mm -hmm. as believers, because number one, it eliminates uh, underlying issues that actually are preventable. So that's inflation or inflammation. Um, maybe it helps with inflation. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) pray for inflation while you're fasting. Um, but no inflammation and things like that, um, that actually may be just a result of poor dieting, um, poor, you know, taking in foods that are really inflammatory. Um, those are other things that can really help. So even in intermittent fast, there's a lot of people that stop eating at eight and they start eating again at like one or two in the afternoon. Um, and then you basically you know, and then being mindful of what you're eating during those times can really help. Um, and there's also people that go on like the keto diet, you know, while they do intermittent fasting. So you're constantly in a state of ketosis, all kinds of stuff. So, um, right. Right. but, uh, Josh, I think there's someone to ask a question towards me, but I think it's great for both of us maybe, uh, to talk about it, it says, Jeff, can you talk about, um, a, be uh, talk about let me start this over <laughs> can you talk more about being irritated when fasting how to overcome the negative emotions and thoughts that come when fasting uh yeah persevere press in i think that a verse that comes to mind is actually romans chapter 12 verse 2 which says do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what god's will is his good pleasing and perfect will. So do not conform to the pattern of this world. What's the pattern of this world is carnal, right? It's flesh, it's reactionary, is me hungry, me eat, me want candy, me eat candy. Uh, you know, I'm irritated. I'm going to rage. I'm going to turn into a rage monster. I'm going to, you know, everything is very reactionary uh, in our culture. Um, and um, and I think that there is a, a self-denial that comes from posturing ourselves before the Lord in humility, obviously, um, and not obeying what our flesh might want to do. And we see this with uh, sin issues uh, when you're tempted, right? Um, and so for me, it's more an issue of like, I used the fact that I get grumpy when I don't eat, which is true. I use that as a crutch to justify not fasting. Mm. And what I realized when I got, you know, into my mid thirties and I really started to fast more, which I don't have like a set structure of how I fast, but I have fasted a lot more. Um, and was that what I realized that I was like, dude, I've been using this for a crutch for far too long. And yes, I was met with the same emotions and, um, irritability, but you press through and again it's that abiding in his presence like what's the alternative okay so i'm not eating so like josh was saying then what am i supposed to do i'm supposed to fill that time with the lord that's supposed to maximize your time with the lord so for me it's been pressing into the lord and and just like denying your flesh man it's just like yeah because like you want to lash out or be irritated or whatever and like Lauren's coming in. She's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, I'm grumpy, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, it, it's about laying all that down at the altar and posturing yourself before the Lord. Um, so yeah, it's not for me. It's not even just food uh, that, that I'm hungry. It's all the other things that come with that, right? When we fast, you know, the negative emotions, the irritability, all those things. So yeah. Josh, I don't know if you want to speak to that too. No, absolutely. The, I always say that the more irritated I get during a fast, the more I needed a fast because 
That's good. The truth be told is that all that you're experiencing is your flesh. So when you start, it's usually around the first, second day, you start getting irritable. The more that I start getting irritated is the more I know that I needed to fast because it's showing yeah. me how much of my flesh is at play. Wow. Because when you make a practice of it, I can go into the fast. And when I hit that pay, I'm not really getting that irritated. But if I don't fast for like, let's say I don't fast for two weeks or something and then go on a fast. That first night, I'm like ready to like snap off. I'm like, ah, leave me alone. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh boy, you better sit down, Josh. You needed this fast. And so mm-hmm. that's the truth is when, wow. you know, when you start seeing that's just your flesh coming up. It's that's what's already there. And food is suppressing. That's what I'm saying. Like, food, and, and this is a wild it's theory. Crazy, I have. dude. Yeah. It's great. Just... <laughs> no, it's great because it's already there. That's what's yeah. there. It's just food is keeping it. Like your flesh is like, oh, give me the food and go to the cave and hide away. Yeah, <laughs> emotionally eat. Yeah. And it's like, but it's like when you look at it, and this is just a wild theory I have, you know, not really a theory, but when you look at it, food is what keeps us human. I mean, food is what makes us human in a sense. It's the most natural thing for us to do. And so when you don't eat, you start to become more spirit, like more of a spirit. Yeah. And that, I mean, and so that's really. Like my, I mean, like I'll get my dad for an example, like he can't go, like he goes like three hours without eating and he starts getting like, he starts feeling like sick almost. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like my dad can't go, I mean, he, he needs to eat every like four hours or he'll start not feeling right. And I'm like, dude, that's not, I don't know if that's healthy. You know, he's really healthy, eats really healthy, but you know, um, that's what it is. And I'm wondering if like, I don't know if there's what science has been done with this, but if it's also just different genetic makeups you know, like, I don't know, different, different levels of metabolism, but I don't know. But even like that, you can change through diet and exercise. You can change your, the way your body processes food. So uh, maybe we all start at different areas, you know, of the Mm -hmm. spectrum of being able to eat short distances versus long. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, But I found that like when I started doing intermittent fasting, I was doing that for a while and more for health reasons, but, um, was, yeah, it, it did. Uh, I was able to be sustained longer, uh, mm-hmm. without having food where I wasn't like after a while of doing it, I wasn't like, Oh, I need to eat right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it like two o'clock hits or lunchtime hits or whatever. Um, you know, it's just like, Oh yeah, I should probably eat, you know? Like, That's true. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, no, man, this is really good. Um, I'm just looking at, I, I want to make sure that I, ha- Oh, one last thing is like, how do you know, and maybe this is kind of like a silly question, but there's probably someone asking it. How do you know what type of fast to go on? And like, also like you mentioned like the, the Esther fast where you're like, Oh, we're going to pray for God to move. You know, it's like, I guess maybe, maybe this is a big question. I don't, I'm not sure, but like, how do you know when to, what fast to go on when and why all those questions? So this is my, my, you know, this is my personal like uh, opinion again, and really my response to that. Um, it's not about the number of days. It's about the heart in the numbers of days. Yeah. And I always say that because God told me that one day, it's not about, I don't want anyone thinking that it's about like, oh, I did a six day fast. So I get this, or it did this. It's not about the days. It's not about the number of days. It's about your heart in those days. So if I have one, when I do one day where I just do a dry fast and I'm fully devoted to God. My heart is before him that whole day. And someone just kind of casually does a 10 day water fast. 
I'll probably get more out of that day because it's not about the days that somebody does. So don't get caught up in, I need to do this type of fast or do this many days. I would say it's more so about the consistency. It's that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't like, dude, there's things I've been praying for for six years. I haven't seen a glimpse of an answer on, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it doesn't mean you stop praying for them. And so it's not about, it's about saying, God, I really, you know, I want more of you in my life. I want to have a humble heart. I want, I want to be aligned with you. I want to be in tune with you. And I would like to incorporate fasting into my life. So can you help me start doing that? And it's about just like, I'm at the point now where where I'm at with my fasting is I don't do days. I don't count like I'm going to do this necessarily. Like there are times that God will call me to something specific. Mm -hmm. But for me now, it's just that I just consistently found what, where I'm at. So like, just make it a, a consistent practice of, of trying to, to do it every week, just do something, you know, just do something. Some of you've never fasted before Just say, you know what, every Monday, I'm not going to eat till 6 p.m. You know, or every Tuesday, I'm only going to drink juice, you know, and then just start going from there and, and, and God will start meeting you. And then it's just it's just a consistent, you know, this it it just becomes a part of your life is, is yeah. really how I see it, you know. Yeah. And I think, too, like it is a learning process. Like I remember. Like when we went, the longest I've ever done was a 10 day fast, but like, I would say the first couple of days, you know, as you're like getting past that three day hump, um, I, I definitely was like really struggling to like get my footing on like, oh, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, uh, replace my eating time with pressing more into him. And it was like, for me, it was a process of like shifting my perspective on the whole thing. Um, and so, uh, and you know, obviously for you, when you were like, all right, I'm going to call this fast because you did do that. But for me, it was like, I needed to push through that. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, because it was like, for me, I, that was actually my first fast that I ever, that I ever really went on, um, you know, prior to those times when I did like a day or two days or a day and a half, uh, was really, it was like, God's like, I want you and your wife to go on a 10 day fast. And we're like, Sir, yes, sir. Not looking forward to it, but I'm looking forward to hearing more from you. Uh, so, um, yeah, I um, I can't remember. I was going somewhere with that, but anyways. Well, did um, you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, did you? So, did you? Would you say you noticed like a, a shift after your ten days? Oh yeah, dude. I mean, even for me, it was like, even though yeah, there was something very specific that God had us go on for, and it was for someone else. Um, uh, and I was like, or so, some, it was like for a ministry and I was like, yeah. wow, like, okay. That's powerful. And we actually saw, and God gave us very specific things to pray into during that time. Uh, and it was, it was pretty, pretty intense. Um, you know, so for us, it felt like we were kind of going to war. Um, yeah. yeah. you know, and there's been other times where I've gone on fast where it was very much just, um, to just uh, just to grow closer to the Lord, yeah. just to, to hear him more clearly. Um, and I wasn't expecting any answers, but specifically with this 10 day fast. Yeah. It was like, I mean, hardcore. So for me, it was more like during that time, I would say past the three day mark for me, I've talked about this before on the show, but I would just sit down and immediately, boom, I just felt God right there. Like yeah. immediate, like it was like the veil was so thin. You know, it was just like immediately engagement, engagement. It's like opening, 
you know, if, if, you know, someone's in another room and you have access to that room, just opening the door, boom, you're right there, yeah. you know? Yeah. So for me, it was like that, but it, you know, other fasts I've been on, I didn't see any breakthrough, but I, even then I would say externally, you know, we are like, Oh, I want breakthrough in this area, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, a job or, a you know, um, you know, a repaired, you know, relationship with someone or whatever it could be. Yeah. Um, for me, the breakthrough was more just that I felt closer to the Lord, you know? So I yeah. looked at it that way, even though external things didn't really change. And yeah, I was like, God, that'd be amazing. And I prayed about those things. But for me, the breakthrough that I looked at was like, I'm closer to you than I was before the fast, mm. you know? Mm. And that yeah. was, the, that was breakthrough to me. So, yeah, yeah. no, that's one thing I'll definitely point out is like, you know, sometimes we go on fast and we think like, oh, I'm just going to feel closer to God the whole time. And don't get me wrong. Like you just said, it is like you sit down, you the doors just open already. But and I've had those times, but I've also had plenty and if not more times where you feel nothing. You do just feel crap that you have to just push through. And you're like, you know, it's like multiple days of just like, dude, I've had days where I'm like dragging my face across for like crawling into my prayer room, bro. Because you're like, I just no. want to eat. Yeah. You can smell food from three miles away. You're just, yeah. you, I mean, and you're hurting and it is, it, it's, it's in that place where that sacrifice is most sweet to God because yeah. you're saying like, God, I want to eat so bad. And he knows it and he sees it. And you're just like, but I want you more. I'm more hungry for you. I'd rather have you. And, and you push through that time and, and you, so the fast might not be pleasurable at all. You might not have those good moments in the fast. It might, you might've had to drag yourself through it with God, leaning on God the whole time. But then after I'll have like, I'll like break the fast and be like, man, I feel like nothing got accomplished in that fast. And then like the next night I'll be laying in bed and it's just like, poof, like God Whoa. pours out like, and I'm just like up for like three hours, just getting revelation, revelation, yeah. revelation. everything's hitting. It's like. It's like Daniel, you know, after those 21 days, it's like everything was accumulating. You're like, you're, you know, it's like stacking up with interest, it feels like. Um, yeah. So don't get discouraged if you're fasting and you're not having what, you know, what Jeff was talking about or what I was talking about. Like sometimes yeah. the fast really does just it just sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying even even after you've broken fast, you've still gotten revelation. Well, no, not in the middle of the fast, but I'm no, saying but afterwards. After, yeah, after yeah. I finish. Yeah, and and yeah. typically for me, that is how it is. And the, and the, really? I would say that, and uh, in later the last couple of years, um, most of my fasts now, like they suck during them, and um, yeah. <laughs> and it's just simple obedience of like, man, we're just we're going through this, and mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. and and like I said, it's just it's just part of my lifestyle at this point where I, it's just part of my cross. I feel like at times where I'm like. Uh, you know, I have a, I have a friend where, you know, he basically was telling me, you know, like uh, he's a pastor and he's telling me like, you know, and I, and I think this is to be true, I think. And this might not be for everybody, but, um, uh, you know, he said, like, if I stop fasting, I'll die. You know, it's just like mm. you just he like and that's how I feel like I'm like, dude, if I can't just go eat now, like I, 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 I can't. I don't remember the last time I've eaten three meals in a day. Like I can't even the days I eat, I'm not eating till like after five six you know and so it's like if i just go to back to like oh i'm gonna eat breakfast lunch if i do that for like two three days like i, I don't know what it is but it will it'll crush me like wow. i will yeah like i'll I'll feel terrible i think it's just because my body also um but but anyway this is a part it's a life so i'll find that what works for you i would just I, I my whole goal in doing this tonight was like my whole goal in my life 
is just to stir people up to seek Jesus. Like, yeah, I just want good. to, I just want like push everyone to Jesus, go to Jesus, go seek him. And, and, and all I will say is that fasting will 100% help you in that area. It will 100% birth something and you make you available for God to put something in you. Fasting will change your life. If you just make it a part of your life and a practice. Yeah. And I don't know, just as a side comment, I was thinking the times I've fasted, I had like the weirdest cravings. Like it just your flesh is like, hey man, don't you want pickled herring? I'm like, pickled herring, what? Like, <laughs> like I don't even eat that normally. It's like, isn't it a good idea? Don't you think you want it? I'm like, sounds amazing. <laughs> dude. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Oh, dude, it is the worst, dude. I, I remember every time I fast, bro, I have a whole list of all this extravagant stuff I'm going to eat. Yeah. I remember one day, dude, I was at the Barnes & Noble. I'm, I had like four recipe books. I'm like, wow, you yeah. make burgers like this? You know, <laughs> I got all these, all these recipe books. I'm like, yeah. I'm, and then you break the fast and you're like, you, it, none of that happens, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, our bodies are funny. So, um, hey, man, I would love for you to pray. I think this is like a really, really good. Um, yeah. I I know it was maybe convicting for some people and that's, that's great. Um, yeah. It's important to take that conviction and take it before the Lord um, and find out why you're convicted if you don't know just yet. Um, oh man. But I would love for you to pray for people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, father, I thank you for just this time. And I just thank you for everybody that's listening for the grace you have over their life. I thank you for the mercy that you've had on all of us, Lord. And I just ask you for just grace in this moment for everybody to engage with your spirit in the in the place of fasting. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just start depositing uh, a fresh hunger and a fresh grace for people to fast, Lord. I pray that right now in the name of Jesus that there would just be a new hunger to deny oneself food, a new hunger to deny our flesh, a new hunger to pursue you in the place of intimacy via fasting, via prayer. The same grace and the same hunger that was on the apostles and the early church fathers that would just go out into the desert and, and deny themselves food for days at a time or just eat bread and and what it was that drove them to the place and the thing that it was that drove them to the place of, of craving you, the animalistic pursuit of God. I ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just begin to pour that over everybody, Lord, that you would convict them in the place of, of eating too much, that you would convict them in the place of, of eating just to because they're bored, that you'd convict them in the places where they're using food as a comfort or a crutch and, and not just as a necessity for what it's meant to be. And I just pray, Lord, that your love that you would drive us to the river of Ahava, that you would drive us to the river of love, Lord, that we would have the grace and the, and the humility to, to not only fast, but to, to fast with the right heart, not to seek your hand to just get something from you, Lord, but that we would fast with, with the expectation of seeing your face, that we'd fast with the expectation of knowing you deeper. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just guide everybody into whatever fast that you have proclaimed for them, that you'd give them wisdom and insight on, on what type of fast it is that you 
want for them, Lord. And I just pray that the fire of God would fall on them during the fast, that, that the love of Jesus Christ would be poured out while they fast. And I just pray that the scriptures would come to life, Lord, that the scriptures and the, 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 the eagle-like focus on the word would just be just cut their heart open and that you just pour water and living water into their spirit and fire. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. Dude, that was solid. Yeah, man. Super Hallelujah. good, man. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, so, Josh, how can people follow you, dude? How can they listen um, to your podcast? All that good stuff. Yeah, Instagram, Joshua underscore Kingdom Priest, TikTok. I'm taking a little social media break right now. I like I, I like my little time away from mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, you and then I have a YouTube channel, uh, Joshua Zatkoff, just my name, and that's you know you can find my podcast on there as well as a uh, fair with music. So yeah, every now and then I drop some 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 songs. You know, it's funny because those songs are all old, man. They're like three years old. Um, but I was like, I gotta just do. You know, I just wanted to be creative and just do something with them. Yeah, dude. I totally yeah. get it. I totally get it. Well, man, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Of course, thank you. Yeah. So everybody, have a blessed day. Uh, tune in tomorrow. We've got part three of four of our teaching series on healing from trauma mm. with Rachel Cordero and Amber Wright. And guys, it's amazing. Mm. Um, as usual, we just recorded part three for this morning and guys, it's just so good. This whole, mm. this whole thing. And, um, guys, you don't want to miss it. It's so mm. good. So that's at 2 PM Pacific time, 5 PM Eastern time. Um, we've been seeing so many amazing testimonies about uh, just people being set free from trauma. Um, so good, so needed. So, uh, I know you guys are going to be really blessed by that. So we love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 PM Pacific time, 5 PM Eastern time. We love you. Okay. Bye. This has been Elijah fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 PM Pacific time on YouTube, rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.